title, foundation. Foundation and empire, second foundation. Author, Isaac Asimov. Part number four. Part title, the general. Encyclopedia Galactica, 116th edition. Entry, Del Rios. At the end of 200 years, the Foundation was the most powerful state in the galaxy, except for the remains of the Empire, which, concentrated in the central third of the Milky Way, still controlled three quarters of the population and wealth of the universe. It seemed inevitable that the next danger that the Foundation would have to face was the final lash of the dying Empire. General Del Rios, in his relatively short career, earned the title, The Last of the Imperials, and earned it well. He had his chance when, the first of the Empire's generals to do so, he faced the Foundation squarely. I am General Bell Rios. I recognize you. Your business? One of peace. If you are Duke Mbar, son of Onambar, I ask the favor of conversation. Come in. I must apologize for your wait at the door. The automatic device registers the presence of a visitor, but will no longer open the door. Your repairs fall short. Parts are no longer available. Will you sit, sir? Thank you. You're said to be young. Thirty-five? Four. In that case, I could not better begin than by informing you that I am not in the possession of love, charms, potions, or filters. Well, I have no need of artificial aids in that respect, sir. Do you receive many requests for such things? Enough. Unfortunately, an uninformed public tends to confuse scholarship with magicianry. And love life seems to be the factor that requires the largest amount of artificial aid. Tell me then, Patrician, who are the magicians, the real ones? There are no magicians. Oh, but Serena crawls with tales of them. There are cults being built about them. I mean, eventually the matter might become a danger to the state. Why ask me? Your father once met a magician, alive and actual, and spoke with him. You had better tell me what you know. It would be interesting to tell you certain things. It would be a psychohistoric experiment of my own. What kind of experiment? Psychohistoric. My father was a patrician of the Empire and a senator of Suena. His name was Enambar. I know both of him and the circumstances of his exile very well. You needn't elaborate upon that. During his exile, a wanderer came upon him, a merchant from the edge of the galaxy who knew nothing of recent imperial history and who was protected by an individual force shield. This is the magician of whom you hear myths and whispers. Is that all the story there is? I see you don't believe me. Well, I have concrete proof of his existence. His generator for the force shield hangs on the wall behind you. It no longer works, but if you look at it, you will see that no one in the Empire ever designed it. That is the generator. It was the generator. The secrets of its workings are beyond discovery well, now. Well, your proof is still inconclusive. You have demanded my knowledge of me. You choose to meet it with skepticism. You want me to stop? No. I continued my father's researches after he died, and it was then that I discovered that Siwena was well known to Hari Seldon. Who is Hari Seldon? A psychohistorian. 
the last and greatest of them all. He foresaw the decline of imperial power and the barbarization of the entire galaxy. Then he foresaw wrongly, my good scientist. The empire is more powerful now than it has been in a millennium. The decay has not yet reached the heart. So this Harry Selden foresaw a galaxy of uniform barbarism. What then? He established two foundations at the opposing ends of the galaxy. Foundations of the best, the youngest, and the strongest. They are to breed, grow, and develop. The worlds on which they were placed were chosen carefully, as were the times and the surroundings. And from these foundations will grow the seeds of a second galactic empire. I must find one of these foundations that you speak of and observe with my own eyes. Now, you say there are two. The records speak of two. Supporting evidence has been found only for one. But that is understandable. The other is at the extreme end of the long axis of the galaxy. Well, in that case, I'll visit the near one. You know where to go? I'll find my way. I thank you for your help and your hospitality. Your visit was a great honor. As for the information you gave me, I'll know how to thank you for that when I return. If you sit and ponder forever. Does it matter who speaks first? Speak you first then, Pharrell. You're the one who should be most worried. Because you think I'm the richest? Well, or is it that you expect me to continue as I have started? I don't suppose you forget it was my trade fleet that captured this scout ship of theirs. It's nothing to sleep over in fat triumph, this grasping of little ships. Most likely it will anger that young man, what's his name? Del Rio's even further. You think he needs motives? I do. And this might or will save him the vexation of having to manufacture one. You forget we captured his scout ship without loss to ourselves and without warning being given to Del Rio's flagship. He doesn't know we have it. You hope. I know. Anyway, this ship has proved its value. It's provided us with information. This young man is a general of the old Galactic Empire. We knew that. You suspected that. But if a man comes with ships and wealth, with friendly offers of trade, it is only sensible not to antagonize him until we are certain that the profitable mask is not a face after all. But now... We might have been even more sensible. We might have found out first. Before allowing him to leave. Listen for him. You listen. This young general may have been a possible customer. All three of you tried to talk him into an advance contract. We have an agreement, a gentleman's agreement, against it. But you tried. So did you. Then let's forget what we should have done while he was here and concentrate on what we should do now he's gone. Right. Right. Now, what did you get out of your captured ship for a... As I told you, indeed, as you know. This man is a general in the Imperial Fleet of the Empire. He has proved his military brilliance, so I'm told, and is the idol of his men. The stories they tell of him are How quite... How do you unknown. know they were telling the truth? I used a psychic probe, roughly. In the old days, they would have used pure psychology. Painless, you know, but very sure. This is not the old days. Pharrell, what does he want here, this young, heroic general? 
That's state policy. He wouldn't confide the details of that to his crew. I know. I tried hard enough to get it out of them. Which leaves us... To draw our own conclusions. Now, this young man is a general of the Empire, yet he pretends to be a minor princeling from some obscure part of the galaxy. Couple that knowledge with the fact that the Empire has already subsidized one attack on us in my father's time, and the possibilities become ominous. There is nothing in your findings which makes for certainty. Certainty? I don't believe in the possibility. Look, we have Seldon's assurance that we will in the end form the Second Galactic Empire. This is only another Seldon crisis, and we weathered the three before this. Yes, with the guidance of Salvo Hardin and Hober Mallow. Who's to guide us through this one? Seldon's laws of psychohistory only help those who help themselves. The times make the man. Another proverb. You can't count on that, not with absolute assurance. But if this is the fourth crisis, Seldon foresaw it, and it can be beaten. But as before, it can only be beaten by a method other than pure force. We must find the weak side of the enemy and attack it there. And what is that weak side? Do you know, Pharrell? No, I don't. But I intend to find out. We need spies. No, not one of us. We're rusty with red tape and administrative detail. We need younger men who are out in the field. The independent traders. Yes, if there's still time. Skyship, Lieutenant? None, sir. The scouting party has quartered space, but their instruments have detected nothing. The fleet is ready for an immediate attack. Not yet. Have this message sent to the Emperor. Sir? Have it coded first and transmitted by type B. Yes, sir. Has the Suenian, Duke of Bar, arrived yet? A few moments ago, sir. And then show him in here immediately. Very good, sir. Good day, Patricia. You have a good trip. I'm a little old to be taking good trips from my home planet. Now, will you tell me what you want? Bar, we had a discussion six months ago. About your magician? Yes. You remember what I said I would do? Very well, you said you'd find them. And I did. But they are not magicians, Patricia. Fine. They inhabit a world so tiny and with so few resources as to be beyond belief. Yet they are so proud and ambitious as to dream quietly and methodically of galactic rule. They are so sure of themselves that they do not even hurry. They swallow worms at leisure, creep through systems with dawdling complacency, and they succeed. There is no one to stop them. They have built up a trading community that dominates systems further even than their ships can reach. I tell you, I was on planets closer to the Empire than they were to the Foundation. Yet to them, the Empire was a myth, but the traders of the Foundation living truths. We ourselves were mistaken for traders. The Foundationers themselves told you they aimed at galactic domination? Told me it was not a matter of telling me. It is a thing that cannot be hidden. A universal optimism that they don't even try to hide. So far it would seem to bear out quite accurately my reconstruction of events. It is no doubt a tribute to your analytical powers. 
It is also a terrifying comment on the growing danger to the domains of his imperial majesty. Possibly. Patricia, I need your help. Indeed. I frankly admit it. Such help as I could give means nothing. All the might of the Empire could never crush the Foundation. Why not? If you think that I have underestimated the enemy, you are wrong. I've lost a ship. I have no proof that it fell into the hands of the Foundation, but it may mean that they have already opened hostilities. Well, can you then help me by answering one specific question? What is their military power? I am the faintest notion. Well, then how do you know that the Empire cannot defeat this foundation? Because, as I told you before, I have faith in the art and principles of psychohistory and in the inevitable success of the servant plan. Do you mean that this art of his predicted that I would attack the foundation and lose such and such a battle for such and such a reason? Are you trying to say that I am a robot following a predetermined course into destruction? No, the science doesn't concern itself with individual actions. It encompasses the entire galactic concept. We stand grasped tight in the hand of a goddess of historical necessity. Of psycho-historical necessity. And if I exercise my prerogative of free will, if I choose to attack next year, or not attack at all, how pliable is this goddess? How resourceful? Look. Attack now or never. With a single ship or all the force of the Empire, by military force or economic pressure, by open declaration of war or treacherous ambush, do whatever you wish in your freest exercise of free will, you will still lose. Because of Harry Seldon's dead hand. Because of Harry Seldon's mathematics of human behavior that cannot be stopped. I'll take that challenge. It's a dead hand against a living will. <laughs> Encyclopedia Galactica, 116th edition. Entry, Cleon II. The last strong emperor of the First Empire, he is important for the political and artistic renaissance that took place during his long reign. He is best known to romance, however, for his connection with Bel Rios, and to the common man, he is simply Rios's emperor. life when every scoundrel who can read a book of medicine uses me as a blank and receptive field for his experiments there is not one of them who can count a pulse beat without a book of the ancients before him i'm sick and they call it unknown the fools the great hall holds the usual number of supplicants your grace well let them wait have it announced that i hold no audience today there is a rumor, sire, that it is your heart that troubles you. Huh? It will trouble others more than myself if any act prematurely on that rumor. But what is it you want? Let's have it. A message, sire, has been received from General Berrios. Oh? And to what effect? 
He has spied out the land of these barbarians and advocates an attacking force. Ah, why bother me with this? It's, after all, a minor point. Success on a remote border with limited troops is scarcely a state affair. Sire, the man was popular here and is popular there. He is young. If he annexes a vagrant barbarian planet or two, he will become a conqueror. And a young conqueror who has proved his ability to rouse the rabble is dangerous at any time. <laughs> You're a valuable subject, Broderick. Sir. <laughs> you always suspect far more than is necessary. And I have only to take half your suggested precautions to be utterly safe. The young man has, I suppose, made no hostile moves yet. He reports not. But already he asks for reinforcements. Reinforcements? What force has he? Ten ships of the line, sire. Uh, ten ships should seem adequate for any reasonable undertaking. And in any case, who are these barbarians he is fighting? He refers to them as the Foundation. The Foundation? What is that? There is no record of it anywhere, sire. The area of the galaxy indicated falls within the ancient province of Anacreon. But there is no planet there known as the Foundation. Oh, really? There is a vague reference in the library to a group of scientists sent to that province 200 years ago to prepare an encyclopedia. I believe they called it the Encyclopedia Foundation. Well, well that seems a rather tenuous connection you're advancing. I'm not advancing it, sire. No word was ever received from that expedition after the growth of anarchy in that region. Even if their descendants still live, they have almost certainly reverted to barbarism. Mm -hmm. And he wants reinforcements. That is most peculiar. To propose to fight savages with ten ships, and then to ask for more before a blow is struck. There may be more in this than would seem. <laughs> I need a man out there. A man with brain and... and loyalty. <laughs> in short, you, Broderick. And the ships, sire? Not yet. Not till we know more. think of my plans so far, Patricia? I have what value are my thoughts. I'm not a military man. Can you read a map in radio projection? Yes. Well, then, look here. These stars in gold represent the imperial territories. The red stars are those in subjection to the foundation. The pink stars are those which are probably within their economic sphere of influence. The blue stars are neutral for the present. Now, the blue stars have now been taken over by my forces, and they still advance. No opposition has appeared anywhere. The barbarians are quiet. And particularly, no opposition has come from Foundation forces. You spread your force thinly, don't you? As a matter of fact, despite appearances, I don't. The planets which I garrison and fortify are relatively few, but they are carefully chosen. The force expended is small, but the strategic result 
is unbeatable. Yes. Have you received a reply from the Emperor? You mean my request for reinforcements? Yes. Just the answer. No ships? No, I half expected that. Frankly, I should never have allowed myself to be stampeded by your theories into requesting them in the first place. Maybe the Imperial managed to conspire no ships. Psycho history could have predicted that. In fact, it probably did. I should say that Seldon's dead hand wins the opening round. I have enough ships as it is. Your Seldon wins nothing. Should the situation turn more serious, more ships will be available. As yet, the Emperor does not know all the story, which, with all respect to you, is inherently improbable. If developments warrant, but only then would I make out the case of mortal danger to the Empire. Then for the present, you expect nothing from the Emperor? No. Unless you count a special envoy as something. A special envoy? An old custom, a direct representative of the Crown, is present on every military campaign. It's a method of preserving the symbol of personal imperial leadership in all campaigns. You will find that very inconvenient, General, extraneous authority. I don't doubt that. Did you know we've captured one of these Foundation traders, alive and with his ship intact? Well, I want you here when I'm questioning him. You may understand him better than I. Ah, come in. Your name? Nathan Devers. Are you the boss here? You are a trader of the Foundation. An independent trader of the Foundation. Listen, if you are the boss, you'd better tell your men to keep off my card. Answer questions. Do not volunteer orders. Sit down, Devers. Thank you. You're a sensible man. Thank you. Are you impressed by my face, or do you want some? You surrendered your ship when you might have decided to put up a fight. It could result in good treatment for you if you continue that sort of outlook. Good treatment is what I crave. Good, and cooperation is what I crave. Ah, I've neglected the introductions. I apologize. This is Lord Dukembar, Patrician of the Empire, and I am Bell Rios, Peer of the Empire, and General in the Armed Forces of His Imperial Majesty, Cleon II. The Empire? You mean the old empire they taught us about in school? Funny. I always had the idea that it didn't exist anymore. Well, look about you. It does. What's the game, General? The game is war. Empire versus Foundation. Correct. Why? I think you know why. I don't. I'm sure you do. You're thinking I ought to jump up and lay about me. I could catch you before you move if I choose my time. But you won't. No. I won't. Killing you wouldn't stop the war. And I presume there are more generals... Very accurately calculated. Besides which... I'd probably be killed two seconds after I got you. And I never like to count on that when I'm making plans. I said that you were a sensible man. But there is one thing I'd like to know. What do you mean when you say that I know why you're at war with the Foundation? I don't. And I don't like guessing games. Have you ever heard of Harley Seldon? I said I don't like guessing games. Don't you play games, Stevens! I know all about Harley Seldon's psycho-historical club trap. But how the Foundation is going to destroy the Empire and build a new one. Is that so? And who told you that? That is unimportant. Now, what do you know about the Selden thing? 
But if it's a fable... Don't play semantics, Stevens. I'm not. You know all I know about it. Every world has its fables. Oh, I've heard about it. Selden, Second Empire, and so on. <laughs> they put kids to sleep at night with the stuff. Is that really so? Well, I've been on the planet. As I know your foundation. I've looked at it in the face. And you ask me? Me, when I haven't been there for more than two months in ten years? You are wasting your time. But go ahead with the war of its fables you're after. You're so confident, then, that the Foundation will win? How did you squeeze that out of what I said? Because the nation would bother you if you thought that your nation might lose this war and suffer the bitter results of defeat, I know. My world once did and still does. Listen, what's defeat? I've seen wars and I've seen defeats. But what if the winner does take over? Who's bothered? Me? The people? Oh, some of them get killed and the rest pay extra taxes for a while, but it settles itself down in the end. Look, I spend my life in space, selling my cheap gadgets, taking my cut from the big combines. Suppose you run the foundation. You'll still need us, because you don't know your way around, and we do. So we could bring in the hard cash. We'd make a better deal with the Empire than we've got now. I'm a man of business. If it adds up to a plus, I'm for it. Lieutenant Fair. Yes, General. Prepare plan indicating position of each ship in action. Await orders on full armed defensive. Patrician, I'm leaving this man with you. I expect results. This is war. And I could be cruel to failures. Remember. Look. What's going on? The forces of the Foundation are obviously coming out for their first battle. You better come with me. looks permanent. It is. Where do you fit into all this? You're in my charge, that's all. Yes, but you're in this seven once. By whom? By the Empire. Here. What are you... What? Uh, it's all right. We can talk now. With that on your wrist, they won't hear a thing. What do you want? Look, you make noises like a patriot. Your own world has been smashed up by the Empire, and here you are, collaborating with the Emperor's general. It doesn't make sense. I played my part. A conquering Imperial Viceroy is dead because of me. Really? When? Forty years ago. Forty years ago? That's a long time to live on memories. Does the general know about it? Yes. And still you want the Empire to win? May the Empire and all its works perish in eternal catastrophe. But I have children now and grandchildren. The general knows where to find them. So, 
You killed a viceroy once. You know, I'm beginning to remember a few things. We had a mayor once named Hober Mallow. He visited Suena, and he met a man named Barr. That was my father, Onam Barr. What do you know of all this? Oh, what every trader on the foundation knows. Just the same, I'd like to see you prove that you're the son of Onam Barr. The sixth and youngest to escape the massacre. Look here, then. Well, that's Mallow's monogram, all right. The design is 50 years old. I believe you. A man-sized atomic shield is proof enough for me. Lord Roderick, it is what one would expect from the enlightened wisdom of his Imperial Majesty to send so competent an observer as yourself. The eyes of the Emperor are everywhere. Yet still it would seem that too great an emphasis is being placed upon the difficulties of this campaign. To desire more forces under these circumstances would save almost of incapacity. Or worse, had you not already given sufficient proof of your boldness. But there is a difference between boldness and blindness. You might as well ask why the same man sprints boldly over an obstacle course in the day and falls over the furniture at night. Dramatic, but not satisfactory. You have been to this barbarian world yourself. I beg you to remember, Lord Broderick, that a world which has developed in isolation for two centuries cannot be interpreted to the point of intelligent attack by a month's visit. But you have this enemy prisoner. Nor can a single prisoner, and furthermore, one who has no close connection with the enemy world, introduce me to all the inner secrets of enemy strategy. I take it you have questioned him. I have. Well? It has been useful. But not vitally so. His ship is tidy of no account. Naturally, there is a good deal about its working, but I do not understand. But then, I am not a tech man. But you have among you those who are... I, too, am aware of that. But they have far to go before they can meet my needs. I have already sent for experts who understand the workings of the atomic field circuit the ship contains. I have received no answer. Men of that caliber cannot be spared, General. Surely there must be one man in your entire province who understands atomics? If there were, I would have him repairing the motors of two of my own ships. Oh, why is that? Two ships of mine are lacking sufficient power and are condemned to consolidating positions behind the line. You are not unique in that respect, General. The Emperor has similar troubles. Has a psychic probe been used upon this prisoner? A superannuated one that failed me the one time I needed it. I set it up during the prisoner's sleep and received nothing. And there is not one of my tech men who can tell me why it failed. Hmm. I think I had better speak to this trader myself. Certainly. Alone. Certainly. However, since the trader is at my permanent base, you will have to leave the front at an interesting moment. Interesting? In what way? My preparations are now complete. Within a week. The 20th Fleet of the Empire advances towards the core of the Resistance. Suppose I were to blast him. Who, Rios? Yes. Assassination isn't the answer. 
I tried it once when I was 20, and it solved nothing. I removed a villain from Siwena, but the Imperial yoke remains. But Rios isn't just a villain. He's the whole army. It would fall apart without him. There are other armies and other leaders. There is Broderick, for instance. He could demand hundreds of ships where Rios must struggle with ten. I know him by reputation. Who is this Broderick? He's the Emperor's advisor in all things, and loyal only by necessity. They say there is no way to the Emperor but through him, and no way to him but through infamy. And he's the one the Emperor sent to keep an eye on Rios. Hmm. I have an idea. Suppose this Broderick takes a dislike to Rios. Probably has already. He's not noted for a capacity for liking. But suppose it got really bad, and the Emperor heard about it. Rios would be in trouble. Quite likely. But how do you propose to get it to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I suppose Broderick could be bribed. Oh, yes. But even if you reached his scale, it wouldn't be worth it. There's probably no one so easily bribed, but he lacks even the fundamental honesty of honourable corruption. He doesn't stay bribed, not for any sum. Think of something else. There must be some way to make it work. Lord Broderick is coming to see you. Broderick? When? Tomorrow. Well, how do you know? Because the captain told me to have my men ready for dress review by him. I just thought I'd warn you. Mm. Uh, thank you, Sergeant. I appreciate it. But there was really no need. Oh, you don't know. There are the most terrible stories about him. They say he has men with blast guns who follow him everywhere. And when he wants a laugh, he just tells them to blast down anyone they meet. And they do. They say he'd like to kill the general, but he can't. Because our general's a match for anyone. And he knows about Lord Broderick. So you be careful. Uh, watch him. Thank you, Sergeant. Thank you very much. Hmm. Now all we need is the bait, and Broderick will bite. Hmm. Now all we need is the bait, and Broderick will bite. You say your name is Devers. That's right. Sir? So, Devers, it seems our general is fighting an apparently meaningless war with frightful energy over a world at the end of nowhere, which, to a logical man, would seem not worth a single blast of a single gun. Yet the general is not illogical. On the contrary, I would say that he was extremely intelligent. Do you follow me? I can't say that I do. Sir. Now listen further, then. The general would not waste his ships and men on a sterile feat of glory. Now, if you were my prisoner, and had told me as little as you have told the general, I would slit open your abdomen and strangle you with your own intestines. My, you are a silent fellow. According to the general, even a psychic probe made no impression. Well, Devers, I too have a psychic probe. One that ought to suit you particularly well. That well, looks like money. It is money. The best money in the Empire because it is backed by my own estates, which are more extensive even than the Emperor's. One hundred thousand credits. Here. Yours. Well, for what? 
all trade goes in two directions. For what? For the truth. What is the general after? What do you mean, what's he after? The empire, of course. How will beating these barbarians give him the empire? Look. The foundation has secrets. Books, old books. So old that their language is known only to a few. And the secrets are shrouded in ritual and religion. And none may use them. I tried. And now I'm here. And there's a death sentence waiting for me there. I see. And these old secrets. Come, for 100,000 credits, I deserve more information than that. The transmutation of elements. I have been told that practical transmutation is impossible by the laws of atomics. Oh, so it is, if atomic forces are used. There are sources of power greater than the atom. If the Foundation had used those sources as I suggested... The General then, uh... is, I am sure, aware of all this. But what does he intend doing once he finishes this skirmish? With transmutation, he controls the whole economy of your empire. Mineral holdings will be worthless when Rios can make tungsten out of aluminium and iridium out of iron. There'll be the greatest economic upheaval the Empire has ever seen, and only Rios will be able to control it. He's got the foundation by the scruff of the neck now, and once he's finished it, he'll be Emperor within two years. So? Do you know that the foundation has been in communication with the General? Huh? You're surprised. Well, why not? They offered him a hundred tons of iridium a year to make peace. No wonder our rigidly incorruptible general refused, when he can have the iridium and the empire as well. You have earned your money, trader. But one reminder. My servants here have neither middle ears, tongues, education, nor intelligence. They can neither hear, speak, nor write. But they are very expert at interesting executions. I have bought you for 100,000 credits. Should you at any time repeat our conversation to Rios, you will be executed. My way. Your Seldon is losing. Indeed. Well, to be sure, he battles well, for every planet is defended viciously, and once taken is as much trouble to hold as to conquer. But they are taken, and they are held. Seldon is losing. He has not yet lost. Well, the foundation itself retains less optimism. They offer me millions in order that I may not put this Seldon to the final test. So rumour has it. Does it also mention that Lord Broderick is now second in command at his own request? His own request? How did that happen? Or are you getting to like the fellow? No. It's just that he bought the office at what I consider to be a fair price. Which was? A request to the Emperor for reinforcements. So, he's communicated with the Emperor, has he? I take it that you're just waiting for those reinforcements, that they'll come any day now, right? Wrong. They have already come. Five ships of the line with a personal message of congratulation from the Emperor and more ships on the way. 
What's wrong, traitor? Nothing. The news would seem to disturb you. Now, surely you have no sudden birth of interest in the Foundation? No. There are strange points about you. You are caught, easily. You surrendered at first blow with a burnt-out shield. You are quite ready to desert your world, and that without a price. It's very interesting, all this, isn't it? I craved to be on the winning side. You called me a sensible man. No, I no. did. But no trader has been captured since. Are you the only sensible man? You neither fight nor flee, but turn traitor without urging. You are unique, amazingly unique. In fact, suspiciously unique. I take your meaning, but you have nothing on me. I've been here six months now, and I've been a good force. There you have. And I have repaid you by good treatment. I have left your ship undisturbed and treated you with every consideration, yet you fall short. Freely offered information, for instance, on your gadgets might have been more helpful. I'm only a trader, not a technician. I sell the stuff, I don't make it. There, we shall find out. It is what I came here for. I brought with me the psychic probe. It failed before, but contact with the enemy is a liberal education. You, trader, will remove your wristband. Thank you. Yes, what is it? A communication for you, General. Very well, sir. You too, Patrician. Thank you. I am not vindictive. But I shall judge the fate of your family by the results of the psychic probe. But first, this communication. Excuse me. Let me go, Where to now? Your ship works. Well, how are we going to find it in this maze? Ask, of course. There's a No words, please, Sergeant. I'll have to use this. What the... The blaster. That's the General's blaster. You killed the General! Ah! I'm sorry, Sergeant. Come on, Bar. Let's get to the ship and we'll see if they've got one to match my speed. Long ago. They couldn't have followed us. They haven't got the power. I don't know what they've done to the ship, though. Some of the gaps are out of alignment. I take it you're trying to get to the foundation? Yes. But I'm having to use directional control at the moment. Still, I have been in touch with the association briefly. Association? The Association of Independent Traders. What Rios said was true. About the offer of tribute? Mm -hmm. They offered it and had it refused. Things are bad. They've been fighting large ships previously never encountered, which means that Rios wasn't spinning as a yarn. He has received more ships. Broderick has switched sides, and I've miscalculated the whole thing. So much for improvisations, then. We 
can't cut through the Imperial lines to return to the Foundation. We can do nothing but wait patiently. Wait? You're still satisfied to wait, even with the Imperial Navy where it is? I would wait in perfect confidence, even if they'd landed upon the planet Terminus itself. It can't work like that. They're strong and we're weak. What can Selden do about it? There's nothing to do. It's already done. Maybe. But I wish you'd finished off, Rios. Have Broderick take a man with also Wenner, his hostage? No, let Rios live. But six months in the enemy base with nothing to show for it. Well, now, wait. What about this? Hmm? The message capsule Rios received. Does that count as something? I don't know. It depends what's in it. What are you doing? Opening it. Without Rios's personal characteristics? Well, if I can't, I'll resign from the association. Hmm. A capsule's a crude job, anyway. You ever see a foundation capsule? Half the size and impervious to electronic analysis. Got it. <laughs> it's from Broderick. The message medium's permanent. In a foundation capsule, the message would be oxidized to gas within a minute. What does it say? From Amel Broderick to General Bell Rios. I greet you. Planet 1220 no longer resists. Plans of offense, as outlined, continue smoothly. The enemy weakens visibly and the ultimate ends will surely be gained. It says nothing. Now Broderick's playing a general, the empty-headed peacock. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. Throw it away. Now, will you hold on? Now, what does he mean by ultimate ends in view? The conquest of the Foundation. Now, we know that. But does the Emperor? What do you mean? I'll show you. Now, there's no one in the Empire who can open this capsule without knowledge of the personal characteristics of Rios. No. Hmm. For the Emperor can open it, can't he? Personal characteristics of government officials must be on fire. I then when you, a Suwanian patrician and a peer of the realm, tell the emperor that Broderick and Rios are planning to depose him and hand him this capsule as evidence, what will he think Broderick's ultimate ends are? <laughs> first. Do you know how many people want to see the Emperor every day? About one million. Do you know how many he sees? About ten. I have to work through the civil service, and that makes it even harder, but we can't afford the aristocracy. We have almost 100,000 credits. A single peer of the realm would cost us that, and it would take at least three to form a bridge to the Emperor. It may take 50 supervisors and commissioners to do the same, but they would only cost us a hundred apiece. I'll do the talking. You don't know the etiquette of imperial bribery. But it's going to take time. Well, how long? A month, if we're lucky. A month? But the emperor doesn't take it into his head to go to the summer planets, where he sees no petitioners at all. The foundation! The foundation will take care of itself. But the Emperor is indisposed, gentlemen. 
it is useless to take the matter to my superior. His Imperial Majesty has seen no one in a week. He will see us. It is only a matter of seeing some member of the Privy Council. Impossible. It'll be more than my job's worth. I'm willing to help, you understand, but naturally I want something less vague. Something I can present to my superior. If my business could be told to any but the highest, it would scarcely be important enough to rate an audience with His Imperial Majesty. I propose that you take a chance. That's all very well, but... Naturally, such a risk should have its compensation. We have already been greatly obliged by your kindness, but if you would allow us to express our gratitude in advance... <laughs> Backed by the previous secretary, Good money. I'm happy that it's satisfactory. To return to the subject... No. We know more about you than you think. Is it not true that you have recently been the guests of General Rios? Is it not true that you have escaped from the midst of his army with, to put it mildly, astonishing ease? Is it not true that you possess a small fortune in notes backed by Lord Broderick's estates? In short, is it not true that you are a pair of spies? I deny the right of a petty commissioner to accuse us of crimes. We shall leave. You will not leave. I am no commissioner. I am a lieutenant of the Imperial Police, and you are under arrest. Police? I'm afraid I have no choice, Lieutenant. <laughs> Quick! To the ship! Can you get away from them? Just watch me. There's not an Imperial ship that could follow me anywhere. But there's nowhere left for us to run. And we can't fight the whole Empire. What's there to do? What can anyone do? No one has to do anything. Have a look at this new sheet. Hmm? It's all over. Recalled and arrested? Broderick and Rios. Why? It doesn't say, but what does it matter? The war with the Foundation is over and Siwena is up in revolt. We'll get the full details in one of the provinces later. Now, if you don't mind, I'll get some sleep. Devers, I must congratulate you. Your mission succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. Thank you, Farrell. But it wasn't my doing. It is Lord Barr here you have to thank. Not true, Devers. I did nothing at all. It was oh. inevitable from the first. But you went to Trantor? Yes, sir, we did. Oh, surely that must have been the reason for Rio's recall. Ah, but we never saw the Emperor. The reports we picked up on our way back concerning the trial showed it to be the purest frame-up. Rios was accused of being tied up with subversive elements of the Imperial Court. And he was innocent? Heavens, yes. Broderick was a traitor in principle. But even he was never guilty of the specific charges brought against him. It was a judicial farce. But a necessary, inevitable, predictable one. You are not clear, Lord Barr. Well, you see, sir, you and Devers had the idea that beating the Empire meant prying apart the Emperor and his general. You tried bribery and lies. You appealed to ambition and fear. But you got nothing for your pains. And all through this threshing up of tiny ripples, the Selden wave continued onward, quietly but quite irresistibly. The dead hand of Harry Selden was guiding all of us. He knew that a man like Rios would have to fail. 
since it was his very success that brought failure. I can't say that you're getting any clearer. Just look at the situation. A weak general could never have endangered us, obviously. A strong general during the reign of a weak emperor would never have endangered us either, for he would have turned inwards towards a much more fruitful target. So it's only the combination of strong emperor and strong general that can harm the foundation. For a strong emperor cannot be dethroned easily, and a strong general is forced to turn outwards, beyond the frontiers. I see. But what keeps the emperor strong? It is because he permits no strong subjects. Rios won victory, so the emperor became suspicious. Why did Rios refuse a bribe? Why did his most trusted courtier suddenly favor Rios? Very suspicious. So, he was recalled, accused, condemned, and murdered. The Foundation wins again. There is not a conceivable combination of events that does not result in the Foundation winning. It was inevitable. Whatever Rios did, and whatever we did... You haven't proved your point yet. What if the Emperor and the General had been the same person? I can't prove anything. I haven't mathematics, but I appeal to your reason. What would happen to even a strong Emperor who preoccupied himself with wars at the extreme end of the galaxy? How long would he have to remain away from the capital before somebody raised the standard of civil war and forced him home? Ah. I once told Rios that not all the strength of the Empire could sway the dead hand of Hari Seldon. Then the Empire can never threaten us again. That's how it seems to me. Then there are no more enemies. There's the second foundation. At the other end of the galaxy. Not for centuries. Perhaps there are internal enemies. Are there? Who, for instance? People, for instance, who might like to spread the wealth a bit and keep it from concentrating too much out of the hands of those that work for it. See what I mean? Title, Foundation, Foundation and Empire, Second Foundation. Author, Isaac Asimov. Audio adaptation, Patrick Tower. Part number, four. Part title, The General. Berrios, Dinsdale Landon. Dukembar, Peter Howell. Latham Devis, Michael Harbour. Broderick, Martin Friend. Senate Forel, Ronald Herdman. Cleon II, William Fox. Lieutenant Brank, Michael Kilgarry. First Trader, Hayden Jones. Second Trader, John Ruddock. Encyclopedic Readout, David Valor. Producer, David Kane. Location, BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Workshop.